everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website, and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am uh, Lacey Bogger-Milas, and I'm the editor here at Televisions, and joining me as per usual is my co-host and partner in crime, Miss Annie Bono. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Um, today's been a journey. I feel like we should alert the folks at home that we are doing some sort of testing stuff while we record this episode. It's nothing that you should, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> should be able to see in um, the final product. But uh, I just feel... Or here in for, the final product. For Forewarned in... Well, yeah. All my... Whatever. You know what I mean. Um, yes. All of... You know, I just believe forewarned is forearmed, and this is a glamorous live industry that we're in. And I don't know. Should up. is the operative word. Buckle up. Yup. All right. So, what are we talking about today? So this is um, we did we did one of these last last year, and I think that mm-hmm. this we also did a spring one earlier this year, and I think this is going to be a little easier and better because there's actual content coming. This is going to be our fall 2021 preview. AKA the three months where all the shows that uh, we're supposed to be on, but we're not on are back. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like the thing about this past spring, which was very frustrating for everyone is that, you know, the delay that happened in the UK then hit us six months later. So the delay in filming from mid 2020 that made it so that programming came late in the fall of 2020 for, you know, for, for us here in America, it was things like This Is Us and, and Grey's Anatomy that came late. For them, it was shows like Grantchester and, and Baptiste and Call the Midwife that came late. Well, then we had the six six months later, we suddenly got it late and there was nothing in the spring other than Atlantic Crossing and us and a few other very small things. And now, you know, with the kickoff of Unforgotten, we've sort of the, the wave of content has finally arrived on our shores. No, it's and it a really bit, kind it's of a little bit like a car crash. It's like yeah, no. <laughs> everything like in a normal yeah. gear, in a normal gear, people would, you know, this stuff would be more spread out. Like Grantchester would have come in the summer. Uh, Call the Midwife would have been earlier in the spring. And, you know, it would have it would have been sprinkled through the years. You sort of like big um, what do they call them in movies like tent poles. Yes. Um, so, yeah, Call the Midwife is definitely a spring tent pole. It for PBS usually and like last uh, I was gonna say last year it is last year World on Fire was the big tent pole along with Baptiste now we have Grantchester's the summer tent pole now we have all the tent poles like arriving like one right after the other um, yeah so because like normally Grant normally Grantchester's like June and now it's gonna yeah. be October mm-hmm. so and there's still know. a few that aren't coming like Vandervalk and uh and, and Endeavor are both those only just started filming this past summer so we're not actually getting either of those until probably next year though exactly when is sort of up in the air. Um but what we are getting um we're going to get I'm so glad Grant that Chester. you have a list because I'm just yes. like I don't know this stuff it's Yeah. Um so Grant You guys Chester, know I don't do uh, research. I don't believe it. That's a lie. <laughs> but I just am lazy. So basically we have a October is when things really get stacked. First, we're going to have a show called Guilt, which arrives. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Actually... We should tell the people that this is just us running down like PBS stuff. This isn't even yes. like uh, like the great is coming to Hulu in November. But right. we'll get to that um, after we get to all the PBS stuff because we are a viewer supported yes. show. Viewers it's like true. you, listeners like you, whatever. 
Um, so Guilt is the first uh, sort of fall show, but it's sort of over Labor Day. Um, it's a four, It was a four-part show when it broadcast in, on the BBC. Here it's going to be a two-parter um, coming the starting uh, the weekend of Labor Day and then finishing the weekend after. Um, and then we have a small pause um, for most PBS stations. And then uh, Call the Midwife and Grantchester both arrive back at the beginning of October, October 3rd, um, one at eight o'clock, one at nine Wait, are they on the same? Yeah, they're on the same night. That's a big deal. Yep. Yep. Um, that is a really big deal. Um, and then a couple weeks later, Baptiste season two, which is the final season of Baptiste, will arrive. And that's October 17th. <laughs> it feels really funny for you to be like the final season of Baptiste. And it's only had two. This is the second one. <laughs> right. Although no, we true. all know. We all know that I don't think it should have a second yeah, season in the first place. <laughs> so sorry. Um, Baptiste. So, uh, I forget whatever. His, I started to say whatever his first name is. I'm like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, but, I don't care what it uh, is. Don't send me your hate mail. We we should start with guilt because guilt is actually kind of um it's the last of the things that PBS uh sort of bought up in sort of a or masterpiece sort of bought up in sort of a, a we might need to cover um pandemic delays shows it actually did it actually aired on the bbc back in 2019 um so it's totally pre-pandemic before anyone even knew a pandemic thing existed um it stars mark it feel, mark it bonner feels very like um of all this random stuff i say random in a kind way but that <laughs> that uh we've seen on masterpiece and on pbs for the past year like this one is the one that feels to me like the a little bit like one of these things is not like the others because yes. it's uh, like just tonally it doesn't seem like a great fit for me but i know you went to um the television critics association panel about it and they were really head up about it so yeah um hope springs the, eternal the, i guess yeah um uh suzanne simpson who runs masterpiece it loves this show and uh honestly unlike Atlantic Crossing, which was very experimental and hadn't run anywhere else when PBS got involved, or Us, which was sort of a thing that was really kind of not totally a hit. We sort of got it as it was coming out sort of thing. Um, Guilt was act- is actually an established hit. And it wasn't expected to be it an established is? hit. It was No, it, it is. It got a second season. It wasn't even supposed oh. to be a second season. It was supposed to be a limited series. Basically, the show... I have, based on what I know about the premise of this show, that is very surprising to me. Yeah. So the the the, pre- the premise is of it, this is show it an is anthology or like what are they uh, anyway? I, just I don't tell know. the people tell okay. the people about the show and then they will understand what okay. I'm saying. Cause... So the show begins with two brothers. It's Max and Jake, and they're in a car and they're coming back from a wedding and they're kind of you know they're a little buzzed. They've been partying. They haven't been and and it's nighttime and they're tired <laughs> and they basically smash into an elderly man and kill him in the middle. of I mean, anywhere. whom among us? Not really. No one among <laughs> us. No one among us has done that. But... And, and what do they do? Do they do they call an ambulance? Do they? no no well i mean that obviously they don't because if they did there would be no show but like this is this sort of sorry i just feel like predisposed (laughs) to dump on the show because it's one of the ones that like doesn't make any sense from like a real world perspective like you would just call the ambulance but it's fine so basically they decide that they're going to hide the body not unlike unforgotten this past summer um and basically that that was nice yeah, basically, it's a, except it's a comedy where these two are basically like everything they do to hide the body compounds their problems. And Who then finally does not find murder hilarious. I, I really so, hope I really hope that I'm wrong about this show, but, but I just the, don't think the, that the, I the worst. 
the, the, the big twist is that then one of the brothers meets, I believe it's the daughter of the elderly man, and the two of them fall in love. And so now, like, it's totally complicated because he feels massively guilty because he killed her dad. But he can't tell her because his friend, his brother will absolutely murder him if he does that. Um, probably with a car. Probably on Edinburgh. Every problems. Yeah. Anyway, so I that's... Just, I they, just put... I'm putting my stake in the ground that I don't think the show is for me. I just don't. So get ready um, for that episode, kids. But it was it was a critical darling at the time when it came out. It actually has a hundred degree, a hundred percent critic, uh, positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes what? from from its UK run. Yes, I know, right? Like I was a little shocked. Anyway, um, I am I am Bugatti from Zoolander right now. Like that is just I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I just don't. No, it, okay, it even it, moving it, on. It, it was nominated at the Scottish BAFTAs. Like, this is a huge hit. And so they definitely made really a, a lot of shows that get nominated at the Scottish BAFTAs, though. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love Scotland. I had a great time in Scotland. It was wonderful. But, like, truly, how many programs does Scotland produce? Um, true. Fair question. Anyway, so... It, it, there is a second season, which is broadcasting actually in, uh, this year. In, uh, I just did they did they kill another elderly man? I like, have how no does this idea work? because I don't have screeners for that. <laughs> I oh, don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's guilt. Um, so we'll be discussing guilt <laughs> after. If, we'll discuss it. We'll be discussing guilt once it actually finishes airing. I'm sorry on in PBS. advance for my seemingly inevitable dumping on it. Like it feels foregone, but maybe I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to just like. I'd love to just unabashedly, like surprisingly, love it. I yeah. don't think I will, but I'd I mean, like Mark that. Mark Bonner was uh, on Unforgotten actually in season two, and he was fantastic. He was one. Wait, was he the? Which one was he? He uh, season two is one of the ones you didn't watch. Oh, he I was didn't the, watch. He was, okay, I thought it was one of the dudes he who is, killed the help. No, he is. He's the lawyer in uh in season two that basically argues to Cassie that her whole concept of justice by arra- by arresting someone twenty years after this person who actually probably deserved to die, um, is not actually justice. And and what is she doing? He's the, he's the first like thing that sort of undermines her and sets her on this path that we see that leads to her death at the end of season four. In other news, um, I'm super excited. Call the Midwife is coming back. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Let's talk about Call the Midwife because I am actually very excited for Call the Midwife coming back. I'm um, excited that you're excited because you hadn't really watched it before last season. No, and you know this is the 10th anniversary of Call the Midwife. Um, Seriously? and oh my god, this show's been on for 10 years. It, at, and at this point, it is a bit of a cultural institution. Um, uh, as you mentioned, I uh, did the TCAs and I attended the panel that um, for the for uh, Call the Midwife. And it had uh, Jenny Agarar, um as uh, who plays Sister Julianne. Um, and, you know, she's such, you know, she's basically a living legend at this point. She's I mean, she was a child star during the time that Call the Midwife is currently set. Like, that's how like. No, seriously. <laughs> like, I mean, just. It, yeah. Um, and wow. then it had like it, it, it had uh, and then we had like you know the more new people like uh, Ella I'm gonna butcher her last name Brooke Brooke Lurie the no, sister Francis yeah uh, she's you know it's, we have like the and then we even had one of the new actresses who's gonna be showing up um, that like that our our viewer, our listeners haven't met yet um, and basically, like it's uh, it's a whole thing where like you know they're they're talking about how their grandmothers watched this when it first came out and they used to watch with their nans when they were young and like it's like such a generational thing like 
just talking to the cast was so sort of brought home to me like how much called how how widespread call the midwife is in popularity and how it basically reaches like all age groups so um, this season and, this season is the one where like valerie valerie's gone now right yeah. yes she is she, now which, gone of course um, she was my favorite one why do i never get anything um this year is actually going to be a very topical um, uh, sort of story arc over all of the usual births and deaths and, you know, you know, usual things um, that we get. Wait, on what Call year is it set in now? This is, uh, this is going to be 1966. Um, it oh, is right. The, the year- World Cup year. It's World Cup year, and yes, that is going to be an episode. But actually, the thing that, um, the thing that, uh, that viewers should know is that this is the year where the where basically Nautilus, ha- Nautilus House, in order to try to get money, is going to start looking Nanatus. at Nautilus is a shell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Nanatus. Okay. Nanatus House is basically going to start looking at private health care. And B- Dr. Turner, you know, he believes in the NHS. And so there's a, basically going to be a whole Ooh, argument. Shout out to the NHS. Yeah, there's going to be a huge argument over the course of the season of, you know, what what do you do to to basically support yourself as an institution if you aren't doing private health care and whether or not private health care is actually in some ways a good thing or if you know if it can be used for good because of course dr turner believes that private health care is the worst thing in the world and you know as an american i kind of agree i didn't say that out loud <laughs> didn't mean to be political but you know like considering that well, like there's I this whole like privatization this yeah, I feel like this season must have have um, like landed really interestingly in England because you know we're in a pandemic and yeah. and I know that because we sort of stole it from them here in America like the whole like clap for the NHS at the shift change mm-hmm. like we started doing that a little bit we've st- since since stopped doing it like months you know yep. months later but but it was a whole like support the support the healthcare workers and support the the. I don't want to yeah. say like the the freeness of it all, but it kind of is because like the NHS is out here helping everybody who got COVID. Yeah, but it was also used by Boris Johnson as sort of a let's clap for the NHS because we're not actually giving them any money. Like okay, there was there, there there was a and there was just a lot of controversy around like basically how it was handled. And there's I mean, a lot there, of controversy. I mean, to be fair, about- there's a very performative aspect to it, but yes, we and could talk you about know- we could talk about that on a different show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we will probably get into like the politics of this more when we do a call the midwife episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I find it very interesting that this is sort of the arc that uh, that they chose to sort of do this season, considering that there has been this whole debate over in the UK about privatizing health care and the, the funding of the NHS and all of those kinds of issues that, you know, while we here in America are desperately trying to publicize um, our health care or at least get, get a public option. Yes, please. Um, I, I mean, can, 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 can we shout out to like Pfizer getting its? I, how do you even pronounce it? I don't know. The, the, it's Pfizer. Okay, it's Pfizer. Yeah. Um, because but yeah, it, I, it's. I didn't realize when that. I know this is like a little bit dated because this happened already. But like when they re, when they sort of got FDA approval, I didn't realize that they were going to like change the name of it. I thought it would just be like the Pfizer COVID vaccine and not Covimine or whatever it is, but. <laughs> Um, other things I've learned is that Moderna's shelf name is Spikevax. It's what? Spikevax. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. how is, like, uh, Is that supposed to appeal branding. to men? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, right. but well, and, moving on. 
Okay. Um, so that's called the midwife. Um, we also have Grant Chester coming back on the same night. And okay, Grant Chester coming back is also a really big deal for PBS. Protect it's another major temple. At all costs. Um, yeah, we gotta talk about this season's major arc. Um, and we are gonna really dive into this when Grant Chester arrives because Leonard I actually don't and... know when it is, so what is it? Leonard and Daniel are gonna get caught. Oh no! They're gonna get caught, and it's gonna and it's gonna be like a big deal, and like the archdeacon is gonna come down, and there's gonna be like there's I believe there's Are gonna we be past, so, I, what year is what year is Grantchester in right now? I believe Grantchester is in fifty nine. It's not so, it's not the nineteen sixties yet. Okay, so it's definitely before they sort of pa- I forget what the law is that they passed. No, so like, no, that like doesn't that doesn't happen. Like until it's like still seven, criminally six, it's still criminally yes. prosecutable. Yes. prosecutable. Prosecutable. Yes, that's it's correct. still a crime. Yep. Um, the 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 uh, legalization of homosexuality in England was 67, 68. Yeah, no, like even OK, call the midwife hasn't even reached that. OK, that's how that's all I really know. Um, so, yeah. Um, so this is a huge. Well, no, because it's like line. for those of you who also saw the um, the Benedict Cumberbatch film, The Imitation Game, that's what happens to Alan Turing when he is outed is he has it's still a crime. So he chooses to be chemically castrated because that's one of the just horrendous punishments that we decided was appropriate for other people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's basically the big arc of this season is, 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 is everyone yelling and one voice protect Leonard at all costs. And like, basically, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, and that's part of I, I believe that's part of the problem that's going to sort of come between Will and Jordy. Um, and of course, you know, Mrs. C is going to. I totally really hope this down. is I really hope this is handled. And granted, I say this having watched like oh, a whole season of Grandchester, <laughs> but um, like I really hope this is handled in a slightly more nuanced way than Mrs. C suddenly realizes she was wrong because it's a friend of hers that's going to jail. Like I want, I uh, like I want more for this story than that. If that makes sense, yeah. Because like I feel like that would be the really easy way. It's like it's like oh shoot. Remember when Mrs. Patmore was on that show about India and she suddenly <laughs> learned that people of other races were okay because one of them helped her like detox. I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I don't think I don't think either of us want that kind of thing. Um. I. I would say what I hope is that it's handled with more nuance than Will's sexuality and his uh, oh and, his whole his... like his whole like vow of celibacy or whatever yeah because that yeah. was basically that's, not, a running that's joke. not handled very that's not handled very well yeah either. so I'm a little worried about that but at the same time like you know one of the things about Grantchester is that it has been quietly sort of trying to build these stories over the course of you know multiple seasons it's not Grantchester isn't one of those shows that basically you resets the mean at the beginning of every episode or you resets the mean at the beginning of every season like everything that happens does kind of build on it it's one of the reasons why it's so popular in the same way that unforgotten is popular because it does the same thing and like i i really really hope that because this is a storyline that has been building for five seasons and now we're finally sort of hitting it that this that they handle this in such a way that it's not i mean i really i really hope so too because like i said i haven't watched all these seasons so it doesn't quite like i don't have that background but also just because I, it, I think it does deserve props for, like, confronting the issue in the sense that, like, a lot of shows, I think, would choose to 
make it so that like Leonard Leonard's just able to live his sort of partially out of the closet life where people know, but no one says anything and it's fine. And that's just not how that's not how real life works for the men who live through this. And I think at least like props the show for addressing that. I just hope they do it well, or at least not poorly. Yeah. I mean, and like I, I, I have high hopes for Grandchester every season. Um, I have high hopes for the fact that um, Will Davenport is supposed to get a new love interest this season. Um, is he at least gonna be like, hey, I'm gonna renounce the literal vows that I made that I'm like breaking no all the time? Sorry, I have. No I know idea. that's like my personal hobby horse about this show, but it's a large hobby horse. Um, I I know that Jordy is supposed to get like an army buddy that's going to come back and we're going to get more about his World War II background. One of the things that uh, sort of has fallen by the wayside, especially in this whole transfer from, uh, you know, Sydney to Will and and the whole drama with James Norton leaving and uh, Tom Brittany coming on is that Robson Green has kind of had this sort of sort of been sort of sides it's sort of shunted to the side like he is supposed to have like this whole world war ii background that's supposed to sort of contrast with the younger priest yeah like you don't know that um but in the in the early seasons like that was actually like a thing is that he's supposed to be like the older dude who is like a world war ii veteran like he is he is from the old school and sydney chambers is supposed to be of the new school of the jazz in the 1950s and now we have you know will davenport who's from the new school of rock and roll in the 1960s but it's still the same he wears sort a of leather like, jacket oh no right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rides a motorcycle, <laughs> and where, whereas, whereas Jordy is supposed to be like the old school World War Two, married with children, you know. And I really hope that having the army buddy. I know that that's also supposed to like affect the mystery in some way. Um, that the army buddy will be caught up in whatever like sort of arc of mystery we get. But honestly, like. I hope it also sort of brings back some of that World War II stuff that we've really kind of lost about him and sort of builds in his character. Because right now he's a little bit of the the bigot whose whose job it is to change his mind on the show. And I, I don't I, I, he's more than that. And the show clearly meant him at some point to be more than that. And I'd like him to go back to being more than that. Um, I have no perspective for any of that. So I will just co-sign. OK. Um, and then. <laughs> The last thing that we have for our fall fall preview in the PBS world, anyway, is Baptiste, um, which, you know, (laughs) I'm sorry, Lacey. I know. I I want it. I know you don't. I know. I know. Um, But the fact is, is that, like, it was renewed for season two because it was the the first season everybody tuned in, partly because The Missing had been so popular. Um, And then this first season of Baptiste was kind of a disappointment. I mean, it just was. I mean, it's um, really funny to me that it feels like they're sort of soft rebooting it for the second season, even though they already know there's not going to be a third season. So it's well. That's it the thing is that pointless. the missing was like this. The missing oh, each season was sort of okay. The missing each season was a bit of an anthology with Baptiste being sort of the connective tissue. Um, and one of the things about Baptiste season one that I sort of didn't like click on at the time is that you know the missing really isn't good because of Baptiste it's good because of whatever like female actress he's paired up with or whatever actor he's paired up with and season one is weaker because he's paired up with someone who isn't as strong season two of the missing was great because he was paired with Keely Hawes who is you know she can do anything I mean seriously she is she will be there to plug our dame shortage as all the Diana Riggs and the Maggie Smiths and everybody pass away like that that's 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 who she is um and and I I you know future dame Keely Hawes was amazing in this in the missing season two and I feel like Baptiste really got 
a show because of how great she was in season two of The Missing. Um, I have high hopes, therefore, for Baptiste season two because he's being paired up with Fiona Shaw. And I mean, Fiona I Shaw. I love her. I love Fiona Shaw. But my whole problem with the show has been the problem with the show from the beginning is that I don't understand why this is a character that they thought we should definitely build a spinoff around this man because yeah. he's not interesting. And I just like, nope. I don't know, like from what you've told me about the missing, I feel like he probably works better in sort of small, yes. like little bits and pieces where he sort of is grumpy or has like really deep insights or something. But like asking him to carry a whole show is insane. It's insane. I really- and I just like, I don't even like him. Um, the thing is, is that the way they're pushing Fiona Shaw this season makes me feel like this is going to be more like The Missing, where she's the main character, and he's kind of the detective who sort of crashes into her, and he's not quite as central. At least that's what I'm sort of hoping. I don't actually know if that's really what's going to happen, but that's what I'm hoping. I would simply counter you with the fact that this show is called Baptiste. Yes, so. well, <laughs> that is sort of a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so... I, I, the, the fact is, is this is the last season of Baptiste. Season one, after it premiered here in PBS, sort of made everybody realize maybe it wasn't as good as they thought it was. Um, and then there was, you know, the pandemic also kind of crashed into it and it just sort of got canceled. Um, so this is the these are the last episodes this is where of, I burst I, into Don't Cry For Me Argentina, but I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Yeah. So basically, I am, uh, you know, I- I'm, I'm, I'm going to be covering Baptiste. Um, I assume we will do an episode on it where Lacey will hate it. Um, I, yes, will, I will do my best to counter it. Um, I can't promise y'all anything. I just can't. Um, <laughs> but you know, honestly, like, if, if this is the weakest thing that we get in this fall from PBS, like, I think we're doing way better than the spring. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, one hundred percent. Like, I'm not even. And even even though I don't like the show, I can still like at least understand that it's like a quality program. I get why people who are not me like it. Mm-hmm. Un- unlike, say, us, which I don't understand why anyone anywhere liked. Um. Yeah. And I feel like the fact is, is that like if you're going to sit down and you're going to watch Call the Midwife at eight, and you're going to watch Grandchester at nine. You're probably just going to finish out with Baptiste at 10 anyway. Like you're not going to bother change the channel. Baptiste is the 10 p.m. show. That makes sense. Yeah. So basically we have what what is kind of a murderer's row of shows coming to PBS, at least in terms of name recognition and and fandom. I mean, there is a bad for all that you don't like Baptiste and I feel that like Baptiste could be way better. There is a real fandom behind it. And I feel like we should acknowledge that. Like they're not the Sanditon sisterhood or anything. Let's not be. I mean, who is? (laughs) But honestly, like I genuinely like there are people who genuinely are going to be tuning into Baptiste and who genuinely love the character and genuinely love the missing and liked season one. So, you know, honestly, like PBS has a really great light up this fall is basically what I'm saying. Um, okay. It, so but, what now, now that we're about halfway through our show today and we have covered the PBS coming soon, what else are we looking forward to? Um, honestly, and you have to say something was... that is in succession, which is back in October, but still, <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't wait for Succession. Do you I know? To, I you know, I've to... never seen it. I've never seen Succession. Like, I'm gonna, it's on my list. Like, I'm definitely gonna catch up before the new season because everybody's like, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't watched Succession. But, okay, I will not say, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't watched Succession because life is short and, you know, but peak TV is fast. What I will tell you is this the first season, the first six episodes are slow. That's what I've so heard you... from multiple people. So it's like, okay. I haven't wanted to start it until I could really, like, 
put aside some time to like plow through those first six. Cause I mean, not that I'm saying succession as good as the wire. I doubt it is, but like the first seven episodes of the first season of the wire, I was like, I'm going to be the only person that hates this show. Like the only person on earth. And then it got to like episode seven and I was just like, Oh my God, that's the best show ever. But anyway, it's not British. The, the thing about The Wire, just as a side thing, it wasn't until they went to the docks that it won me over. When they went to the docks, that was when I was like, oh, oh, that this was the show second. That was things. the second season. Yeah. I loved the back half of the first season, but it took me, it just took a while for it all to click, I think. Yeah. Anyway. And the thing with su- Succession is the same way. It takes a while for it all to click, but man, when you hit episode seven, it is like watching a jet plane take off. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so, British uh, things. British things. British things. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Kin which is arriving at the beginning of September on AMC+. Um, for people who love the Gangs of London on AMC+, Kin is sort of in the same vein. Um, it Can we just talk about this killer cast? It is Charlie I mean, Cox. I really, I really, Ed, I don't actually think that the premise of this series sounds that interesting, but I am a day one stan of Marvel's Daredevil, and Charlie Cox mm. starred in that, and he is incredible. I saw him do this play on Broadway like three times he's so good so i will watch this just because he's in it i don't actually care about the plot um charlie cox is great uh basically this is a gangster this is a gangster tv show like there there there's two gangs one that's run by aiden gillen from yeah. game of thrones the other one who's no, run by Siren hines from Bailish game of thrones is in this? yes Peter never Bailish mind that's this. all you had to tell me like <laughs> i love aiden gillen okay yeah i'm gonna he recap runs this one, one guys yeah it's just going to be me talking about how hot all the dudes in it are, even though they'll probably be like poorly dressed, but it's fine. Gillen runs one faction. Siren Hines runs the other faction, also from oh, Game of Thrones. I love him too. Uh-huh. Or and the terror, depending on yeah. what you watch. Um, and Charlie Cox basically like throws a firecracker into this and like, boom, everything explodes and they get in a gang war. That's basically the plot. Okay. It's the same plot as every freaking gang. Oh my God, I can't believe you didn't you've tell ever me Gillen is in this. Oh, like, did I? Did I not? I mean, no. honestly, the, the TCA panel—he was so funny. I love him. Um, and Charlie Cox was actually also really great. In the TCA panel—he talked about how like concerned he was about his Irish accent because he's not actually Irish, and like they all told him, "No, no, 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 no. You sound so Irish. People don't know you're not Irish now. It's fine." I love um, him. He seems. I've I've watched entirely too many of his sort of like press stuff from Daredevil, and he just seems like the nicest man. He really is. Um, they also talked about their beards and how they all independently grew beards and all showed up with beards on day one and on set. I don't know. All right, I'm sold on this one. Check that box. Um, When does this one start? I have to clear my Uh, recap September 9th. Um, Oh, that's soon. All right. Yes, it is. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, Also, uh, we should bring up the fact that... uh, uh, not AMC Plus, but Acorn TV, which is owned by AMC and basically under the same banner. Um, I feel like we should make ha- people a flowchart for this stuff. I know. <laughs> Some kind um, of graphic that we could just like put on the site and be like, here's where all your streamers are connected. Um, they are doing... So old school Masterpiece Mystery watchers may remember Dag Leash, um, which was uh, back in the day, it was a... Uh, Played by what was his name? Um, 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 um. Uh, basically, what? these are these are th- this these are mysteries. mysteries written- this is more mysteries. Yes, this is mysteries. Uh, the mystery books. There's like 14 of them. They're written by P.D. James. Roy Marston was the one who played Daglish. Like this is one of the. This James is one of my. The, is P.D. James the same person who did like the Death Comes to Pemberley books? Yes, she okay. is. Um, oh, I thought so- P.D. James was a dude. Sorry, ma'am. 
Um, so anyway, uh, Daglish is, uh, it's an old school mystery. It's one of the very first ones I remember watching with my mother when we first got a television. Um, and this is being produced by Acorn and Channel 5. Um, so it's a co-pro. And basically, uh, the new Daglish is, um, uh, is being played by, uh, Bertie Carville, who, uh, uh, people who watched uh, Doctor Strange and Mr. Norrell might remember him as Jonathan Strange. Um, cause I, I love, I, 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 I love that book. I, I loved the adaptation. I know that like it didn't get a lot of eyeballs on I mean, BBC it America. Fine. It's just get, that's always like the kind of book that it's just part of the reason the book is so great is the reason you can't make a TV show out of it that does it real justice. Yeah, because you, how, how do you, how do you like do footnotes in a adaptation? Like it's just footnotes. not a thing. I just got the new Susanna Clark book from Book of the Month like a couple of months ago, and I haven't read it yet, but it's it's on my floor. Was it Piranesi, <laughs> something like that? Yeah, something like that. Um, it's very short, yeah. which you'd think means I would just read it, but like her writing is so dense. It's true. Um, so that's uh, that's the bi- that's the big mystery that's not going to be on PBS. That's coming for British fans. Um, that I just feel like we're going to cover. Period drama. I'm so tired. I know, baby. I'm sorry. I, I honestly like. I, I no, it's this I, is I why we're going to talk about North and South in in a couple of months because I just I have to. We have to give me something. One one of the things when I was doing the TCAs is I was literally going through going. Please let there be something for Lacey. Please let there be something for Lacey. I did find Ragdoll. Really Ragdoll. Is the- Ragdoll does sound like my lane. Um, Ragdoll doesn't yet have a premiere date announced. It's also coming to AMC Plus, and it they say fall, so that might be like I don't know October, November. We don't have a I date. Know. Yet. I feel like a lot of companies sort of define fall very nebulously. Like they mean anything yes, they do. that's earlier than Christmas. Yes, which basically. is technically like December is winter. People, sorry. Um, so Ragdoll stars Lucy Hale. Um, which is kind oh, of an you odd- know I love her. Pretty Little Liars for Life. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of it's kind of an odd one. She apparently, um, she just I did also t- just really want her to have a hit. Like she's been in like three shows since Pretty Little Liars that have all gotten canceled, and she does not deserve this. She said that after, um, in in the in the TCA interview, she said that after Katie Keene, she decided she didn't want to do another show like that. Like she was also tired of not being able to get a hit, and she literally like went for Ragdoll because it was so different, and like she was like determined to get them to get, to hire her so that she could play something that was against what people expected her to do. And honestly, like I have seen the first couple screeners of this, and it's great. I I think this would be. I I think I do, I, feel, I haven't seen the screeners, but it does feel like. It would be for me. Yeah, it feels very killing Evie kind of, which I love. So, yeah, it it it's a little thrillery. It's a little mystery ish. Like I I it's got its police procedural sort of like bits and pieces. But I honestly am hoping that this is much more for Lacey than say Daglish. Um, I mean I'm not gonna lie. I I do hope you like Daglish. He is a poet who is also a detective. Um, but at the same time, I sort honestly, of fully expect you, know, you like, to. I am a lion eyes. tamer who is also a detective. <laughs> I mean, I just, honestly. Oh my gosh. Um and then the the <laughs> final the final thing we need to talk about this fall is Doctor Who season 13. No, the great. Oh, okay, sorry. We'll talk sorry, about Sorry, that one is for me. Like okay. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about the great. Um Shut I, I apologize for forgetting about the great. The hula pedal was like 
weeks ago, people. I, I, I that was like ten years, ten lifetimes sometimes. Anyway, so so talk about the great. Um, the great is the second season of Hulu's. Um, I don't even know how to describe this. They keep calling it like a a, a dramedy or a comedy drama or dark comedy. It's basically like a historical drama that isn't entirely concerned so much with being accurate to history, but it's about the. <laughs> The young Catherine the Great and her taking her her rise to becoming Empress of Russia. So when we left, when we left everyone, Ellie, Ellie Fanning plays Catherine and Nicholas Holt, who I just love so much, is her husband. And Catherine's coup has just taken place or has just started. We don't know what's happening. Technically, Nicholas how it plays Peter the Third, but there is so oh, many. Oh right, Why did, did I say Peter the Great? Peter the Great's like his granddad. But... No, 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 it's fine it, because they actually do put stuff about Peter the Second in this. Like he's sort of a conglomerate between the two. If you actually know your history, well, anyway. I mean, technically, technically, since Catherine's coup has started in at the end of season one, like he should be dead, but he's clearly nope. like still in this season, which I'm fine with because I actually really love. How they've how they've made this character like so uh, like horrible, but also warm and interesting. Like, I just I don't want him to die. Sorry. Um, it, is, it is actually historically accurate that she didn't kill him right away. She locked him up for a bit. Um, it was only a couple and, of months, though. Yes. Well, they're basically going to extend that couple of months to, I don't know, the entirety of season two. Um, And, you know, honestly, I'm not. Am I complaining? No, I am not complaining. Listen, Gillian Anderson is going to be in this as her mother. Her mother was banned from seeing her after she married Peter, like, and was never allowed back in Russia. And, like, Gillian Anderson's going to be showing up as her mom doing the thing. Okay? It's fine. I don't. I know. Didn't, you know, didn't I, the real Catherine have, like, an affair with Orlov or something? And it's just yep. like, there's nothing of. Dude, she's not the fact everybody. that Catherine is a person who is also Empress of Russia. That's about, like, the baseline for this show. But it is so good. And so just like thoughtfully put together, it's a lot of modern. It's we've talked about this recently with like other with pursuit of love, probably. But yes. it's very like modern sensibilities in this sort of period show. And it's also just mm-hmm. hysterically funny. It's really about like women in power and, and can you really have it all? And it's so it's just so good. And I thought it was I thought I was going to hate it. I thought I was definitely going to prefer the Helen Mirren very like traditional Catherine the Great drama. but If you want your historically accurate, go watch the Helen Mirren one. It's fine. The Helen Mirren one is great. But honestly, like, the Elle Fanning is just, it's so fun. It's just fun. And there, there's, a thi- there's a thing where, where period pieces forget to be fun. They just they're they're so they're so like focused on being historically accurate and and, 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 even, and hitting not those even marks. Historically accurate, I don't think, because like that Helen Mirren one does have some stuff in it that's wrong, but it's so like it's like we must take this seriously and yes. and present it seriously and blah blah blah. Yeah. And so you get the shots of like Helen Mirren in a great like military coat dress situation, like reviewing the troops, but it's mm-hmm. just uh, it's like it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I I loved the Helen Mirren one. I will. I yeah, I mean, I didn't not... dislike it, but it was also not like, it wasn't particularly groundbreaking in my opinion. No. Like it was very like exactly that. what you think an HBO period drama starring Helen Mirren about the life of a Catherine the Great would be. Yes, uh, that is one hundred percent accurate. It 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 is it is Emmy bait. It is it is here here is Helen Mirren for you to nominate for an Emmy this year. Um, I mean, so that you, you can invite her to your red Helen carpet. Helen Mirren hooking up with young dudes whenever she wants to. Like I support that, mm, but yeah. also it's just you know, it was fine. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, other the than great, the, the great, great season two is November 19th. It's true. Um, okay. I think that's basically it. Like we're not getting, um, we are not going to get a new season of uh, His Dark Materials, um, which we should note because that didn't, that only his just kids, started filming this summer too. These kids are going to be like 25 by the time this show happens. They, uh, did you see the first shot of them no, um, they on set? they probably 30. They have shot up, like especially Daphne Keene. Like she, she, do, she no longer passes for 13. She is, she is now definitely <laughs> a young woman. And like, I'm not arguing because honestly, like this is where they're supposed to sort of fall in love and like this is the last book and all that so i don't think it's gonna really like be too much of a problem but at the same time like yeah they kind of they, it's they the danger to of st- filming with kids and and it's a danger of, like the pandemic even i think even if the pandemic hadn't completely upended their plot their 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 plan that she still probably would have looked too old by this point anyway. I just, I mean, that's just the way it is. And like, you know, um, Stranger Things has the same problem where they like completely assumed that every, that not every kid would look oh my like gosh. 18. One of those kids seriously looks like he's in college now. I just oh, don't, he, I not, can't. Is that the one? I, I don't remember their names, but I, don't I, I assume they're the one like, who looks like Steve, he, If it's not Steve, I got nothing. <laughs> honestly, like there's one that I swear to God looks like he belongs in a 1980s uh, German new wave band. And like, I, I just, I'm like, am I supposed to believe that he's 15? Because I do not. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then, of course, uh, the only other thing I can think of is Doctor Who season thirteen, which we we did an episode about recently. But that is now that has now been confirmed to be arriving in the fall. Um, what, for and, whatever that value of fall means, to someone. Would, it could be like it could be like it starts on Thanksgiving weekend or something, and that counts as fall, even though it's a British show and they don't really observe Thanksgiving. But still, the point is, is that I wouldn't be surprised if the if this new season, because this new season is so short. Um, and we will then go straight to New Year's that I wouldn't be surprised if it comes at the end of November and that they premiere. Yeah, what do we what, like? What is count six weeks backward from New Year's? I bet that's what it is. Or maybe yeah. seven. They'll give you a week off for Christmas. That might be true. Yeah. Um, but I would not be surprised if the premiere lands on November 23rd. Um, and that's just a guess on my part. But, you know, I, I the BBC is kind of predictable sometimes. And like they tried so hard to like like they're still trying to pretend that like we don't know when the 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 the, the holiday episode, even though they won't actually call it a Christmas episode, they call it a holiday episode, which makes it really obvious that it's New Year's. A oh, festive, festive special, which is just okay. like so like, I am. I appreciate that we are trying to be international with this and that we're trying to move away from Christmas because not everybody is Christian. As a Jew, that I thought warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah, but, but it's still time, like everyone knows when Christmas is. It's true. Even and, if you don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> and if you're not calling it the Christmas special, it's almost certainly coming on New Year's. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. not the ra- it's not the Boxing Day special or the like two days after Christmas special. Nope. So anyway, um, so yeah, that, I think that, that other guess is pretty accurate. If we think that if we're pretty sure that there's a New Year's Day special, I would just skip a week for Christmas and then count back six weeks. That's my yeah, that's my putting my yeah. coin down on that. All right. Um, so, yeah. Is there anything else that we should mention? Um, I feel like for sure there's probably something else that we've forgotten. But there's so mm-hmm. many um, there's so many things now. Oh, Great British Bake Off. Oh, Yeah. That. Yeah, that Great British Bake Off. Um, that is coming. We don't have a date for that yet. It just says fall 2021 right now on Netflix. But I am betting since they used the exact same filming slot that they did last year for the pandemic bubble, that it will arrive like at the, the end same. of September. 
yeah, I'm feeling like it's going to be the end of September premiere with it arriving on Channel 4 on the Tuesday and then on Netflix on the Friday. Um, so, yeah, um, I am, as always, looking forward to The Great British Bake Off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I can't. But, uh... Well, there's the circle for you. Technically, that's a British show. <gasps> is that coming back for the end of the year? No, it, season three is coming in September, like September 8th what? or something. Girl, no, how, I how do I know, I know this? We've been you watching don't... Sidebar for everyone listening at home. My best friends and I watch um, a lot of terrible reality TV together on Sundays. We use one of those, like, party apps to watch together. Right now, we're watching the... After the altar, Love is Blind specials, and we just did the most recent season of Two Watching Handles, so we have not we have been checked out of Circle News, but I love the Circle. I think it's so like wholesome and good. Yeah, um, basically it's based on a British uh, reality show. Uh, I believe the Circle UK uh, premiered in twenty eighteen, and basically this is the Amer- this is sort of the Americanized version. Yeah, they have um, several of them now. There's like the Circle France and the Circle, I don't know Brazil or something like. Because it's really easy. You just take eight people and you put them in an apartment building and then they have to talk to each other through this social media app called The Circle. <laughs> and they just so, have to talk out loud to it all the time. It's the best show. I love it so much. Um, so Netflix is basically doing here at, uh, in the UK, uh, reality shows cycle once a year. Here in America, they cycle twice a year. So Netflix is following the American thing where they're cycling it twice a year. So there was a spring edition of The Circle and now there's going to be a fall edition of The Circle. And they've also uh, they've also renewed it for seasons four and five, which I assume will also be a spring and a fall of 2022. Yeah. That's what I, I had heard that part, but not that it was back in September. So that yes, it's back. That it's back gives September me 8th. some joy. Oh, good. I'm so glad. See, we did find stuff for Lacey. Hooray. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that, do you That's have any the un- fall. Okay. Uh, yep. Sort of. We hope. There's probably stuff we forgot. If we did, you guys can email us and tell us what that was at televisions at weta.org. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's fall. How is it fall? I know that I I've said know. this like five times, but I don't understand how 2020... Took, took 10 years fi- took 15 years to pass and now suddenly we're already like two however many days it is until september is it september what day is it it's september it's september <sighs> i know it's just it's so odd what can we do i've gotten even worse about knowing things like time and dates now than yeah. i was before and that's a problem but yep. we are now in the fall and that's why i rely on spreadsheets and google calendar I rely on her spreadsheets and Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, I am nothing if not predictable in that way. <laughs> All right. That is our fall preview. Like I said, televisions at weta.org. If we forgot something that you think we should know about or cover, especially if it's something that I might like, I would really appreciate that because, like, I don't know. When I'm will trying my to torture the mysteries, of, I promise. When will my torture end and I will not have to watch all these Sanditon season two, 2022. Bring it. Um, anyway, Annie, tell the people where you live on the internet. Uh, you can find me at Annie Bundle on Twitter. You can find me at Miss Annie Bundle on Facebook. Uh, you can find pictures of my fuzzy cats who have been banned from the room, uh, currently and are pawing at the door, uh, at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, let's see. I am a staff writer at Elite Daily and I'm the associate editor here at televisions.org. Plus, I freelance around the web. Um, so if you basically want to know what I wrote this week, just check out my Twitter feed because I retweet all of my bylines. Um, so yeah, be my friend on the internet. Thanks. Um, that thanks is so cute. 
I don't know when that became like her sign off, but I like it. Uh, I am Lacey MB on Twitter. That is L-A-C-Y-M-B. And like Annie, I also write a lot here at Televisions and around the entertainment web, but I always tweet my bylines. So be my friend and you can find out what I am watching or complaining about, which are my two major pastimes. If you just want the cat pictures, Baker and Hammer are on Instagram at Baker and Hammer. And they're very adorable. And it and it's so big now. Why it's so big? It's almost our um it's almost our gotcha day anniversary. So that's very exciting. And what else? The site in the pod. If you don't want either of us, but just want the British stuff, you can find this. <laughs> you can find televisions at televisions blog, all one word on Facebook and tele underscore visions on Twitter. We are a product of WETA. And if you like what we do, we are at televisions.org and you can click on the donate button up top. You'll help us keep doing it, support public media and get access to PBS Passport, which has, I don't even know, some unknowable number of videos and things you can watch there it, ha- it the- has called it has called the midwife early um oh that's right sub- yeah call the midwife season 10 is coming early to pbs passport it also has season nine for those who need to catch up yeah me i don't remember i don't remember what happened at the end of the show thank you for breaking my spiel there though uh what was i saying i think that is it for our show this week as per usual i don't know guys it is it is what it is out there i went to uh, I went to my first concert since the pandemic started a couple of weeks ago, and it was, I mean, it was overwhelming. Let's let's say overwhelming. And they, it, the venue that I went to, they required everybody to be vaccinated, so they checked your cards and stuff. And it was still like the most people I've been around in in like two years. So I was a little, I had several beers. But if for whatever reason you have not gotten vaccinated, please, please do it. We need to take care of each other. We need to look out for each other. Do what you can to stay safe. Help your neighbors, help your friends, help strangers. It's, you know, it's what Ted Lasso would do. Let's put it that way. Uh, In the meantime, we will be back next week with more stuff for your ears. Thanks for listening. 